This is an OSV Podcast Network production. To learn more, visit osvpodcasts.com. Work is an integral part of our path to holiness, to God. And that finally gave me the ultimate and profound why of my job and my business. And I pray it can do the same for you. This is OSV Talks, a show where we explore topics from prominent Catholic leaders to spark discussion, explore new or re-explore old approaches, and inspire creative thinking all from the heart of the church. My name is Doug Tuke, and I will be your host. Hi, everybody. I'm here with Andreas Widmer, founder and director of the Sioka Center at a Catholic University former member of the Swiss Guard under Pope John Paul II, author of The Pope and the CEO, new author of The Art and Principles of an Entrepreneurship. Did I say that right? Art and Principled? Of Principled of, of Principled. Yeah. Art of Principled Entrepreneurship. I'm so excited about this. You are a great writer. I've read some of your writing. You're a great writer. Praise God. Thanks for the... And a great speaker, but, yeah. I, lo- but you're, I love your writing. You're a Thank great you. writer. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. This is a treat. This is a treat. Okay, so Same from here. the Swiss Guard to teaching at Catholic University Ooh. of America. Good Lord. I don't think <laughs> we have enough time journey. for this story. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, it's been a journey. You go, you know, you go where the Lord leads you. I've had a, you know, from the Swiss Guards, I came to the United States. Uh, actually, I met my wife, Michelle, over there mm-hmm. and fell in love with her mm-hmm. and then pursued her over here, got married. Um and actually, the only way to get into the United States was to go to college, even oh. though I already w- was in school in Switzerland. But sure. I, I, to me, it was about her. Like, I just wanted to pursue her. So <laughs> it's what we do when I we're pursuing care. our yeah. eternal love. Our eternal and, love. Yeah, you know? exactly. I love and, it. And so I came to the United States and went to college. I started college again at 23 years old. And then, uh, of course, then I also didn't speak a lick of English. Can you believe it? I didn't speak love English when I came Love does not need language. I did not speak English, <laughs> but I did love her. And no, we actually spoke Italian <laughs> and French together. So, but then I went to school here and I learned English um, and then met some other students and, and graduates who started a software company that, that was in the ni- 1990 or so, 1990 actually, who brought the internet to the PC, this, oh. these kids out of MIT. Oh, wow. And I had never used a computer in my life before. And they're like, hey, but you speak all these languages. Why don't you join us? And so I, without knowing what I was doing, I accepted their offer, a non-paid offer, by the way, because oh, it was a startup. And they're yeah. like, ah, you can have a little piece of the company or so, but just join us anyway. And I'm like, oh, whatever. And uh, and it was it, it, the company is called FTP Software. It became like, you know, it's like Kleenex. Today. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. It became the, the company who brought the internet to the PC. Yeah. And I ended up being the head of all of international. We started a, a separate company, and I ran that company uh Everything outside the United States. Oh, my goodness. Providence. <laughs> Providence. Providence. Did you ever see yourself landing in academia? Did you ever think Never. you would be in that space? You know, you want to know a secret? No. <laughs> keep Just it, among keep the it two of us. <laughs> no, I tell my students all the time, I was a horrible student myself. That's funny. That's funny. Now, when I redid it at 23, I was not a horrible student. Yeah. I, I did well here in the United States. Refocus. But before that, yeah. you know what it was? I didn't have a why, and I, I never figured out how I learned. And yeah. if your heart isn't in it, I often tell people to take a, take a year out. Yeah. Take, take an off year and go do something and then come back with bigger. Once you have a why 
and you have a perspective on life, learning is, gets so much easier. Oh, that's good. And so I was, I mean, I tell you, my, my teachers in Switzerland wouldn't believe you yeah. that I am a professor today and that I wrote two books. Oh, sure. They, they would never believe it. <laughs> I have high school <laughs> teachers that wouldn't believe that I ever got an education. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's I hear what you're saying. God so, is good. Right. He takes care of all of us. Right. So you transition, you transition yeah. into this, this tech industry. Yeah. And you're coming from this deeply invested experience with the Swiss Guard. And now you're teaching about entrepreneurship and identity mm-hmm. and all these, these incredible things. Uh, this is the most loaded question you're ever going to get mm-hmm. from me is, you know, tell us how your experience at the Swiss Guard and your experience in the business world formulated the thesis of what you write now and yeah. how you teach now. Where, where did that start to Doc, come together for you? Perfect question. Um, what I learned, see, I, 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 John Paul was really my first boss, right? That is such a great my line. My first job. <laughs> I come, and everybody, he's the boss. Everybody that's listening to the show it's right like, now is just like, I just need to stew on that line for a little while. And I no, and that. he showed me, like I, I, I became a part of his team oh, and, and he great. showed that. I felt literally first in the beginning, I, you know, I talk about this in my talk. Uh, I hated the job in the beginning, Yeah. but then I met him and, and I, I, I started to feel that I was a part of his ministry yeah. that I counted, that I mattered. He cared. And he looked at my talents and said, you're using your talents, you Great know, to leadership. further my ministry. Great leadership does that. And, um, and then I went back to the U and then I came to the U S and I sort of, I sort of lost that aspect that I didn't know how to put that why yeah. into my secular career, into yeah. my, you know, secondary vocation of, of my business. And it took a long time to figure that out it, yeah. and ups and downs and, and, it actually took a burnout uh, um, to to really um, get a bit hurt yeah. to figure that out, and then sometimes the best teacher. Some, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And God allows this for for you to learn. It's um, it's a painful but beautiful experience. And what I ended up learning is, of course, that work uh, work is a participation in God's creativity. Mm. Uh, it doesn't matter even if I clean this room, if I cook breakfast for my family or for or in a restaurant or I start you know the internet software or something like that all of this is us creating something out of nothing in mm-hmm. a sense too. and and it's the continuation of creation so we participate in God's creativity this mm-hmm. is the stewardship mandate mm-hmm. and we can call that work you know and while I learned in the business world all of the you know I used to run a business strategy firm at the end mm-hmm. in Boston and I learned all the par- all the, 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 the formulas and paradigms and, and, and rules and regulations and the ideas about business and everything. But if that why is missing mm-hmm. of what's the end of this, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Then all of this goes to waste. Mm-hmm. So now that I teach, and this is sort of me coming full circle, the reason why I teach is because I want to have the privilege to introduce students or readers to the idea of business, to yeah. say, this is why we're doing this. No amount of business strategy or business operational experience or something will help you to gain fulfillment and true excellence at your work if it isn't the ultimate understanding of why are we doing this and what does it lead to. That's so well said. What I think is incredible about the way you say that is, I mean, I'm a fan of Simon Sinek. Yeah. Like I, I know yeah. Simon Sinek's writing. I know the story of why, why he wrote what he wrote. And I like his language. You, in many ways, take a similar angle, but you add this just massive capacity for the spiritual enrichment. When you say something like, oh, I'm at work and I'm creating something, you're talking about like 
participating in salvation history. Yeah. That's different than, did you find the thing that helps you get up in the morning? That's yeah. a different take on that. I'm talking more about more than vocation. Work is, right. And, and more than motivation, I want to say. Work is so much more. It's, it's our privilege to continue creation, you know? And, and our, there, there's a, a professor at, at St. Thomas University in Minnesota who came up with this idea that to say, we have the privilege. God gave us the free will, the freedom to participate and to continue his creation. And the call is to create goods that are truly good and to provide services that truly serve. Mm. And then God gives us the free will to say, go ahead. Yeah. And of course, many times we choose to create goods that are not so good. Yes, and to provide yeah, we mess that up pretty, that royally, totally pretty regularly. Up. Yeah, and yeah. so at, at the core of this comes that idea that John Paul talks about with, with love. The students say, well, so you're saying goods that are truly good and so on. How do I, you know, what is that? You know, how do I know what that is? I'm not going to tell you. You need to know yourself what that is. But let me give you an idea of how to think about it. Mm -hmm. At the core of our, any activity that we do as humans is love. Because God is love and sure. I should act out of love. Now, when I, this is just sort of hard to see when you're at work and you're saying, hey, Doug, I love you. Yeah, it right. gets a little weird. Yeah, especially if we're plumbers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this exactly. is going to be weird. <laughs> Truck drivers. Probably. No, even, or, or to say to the customer, you know, we love you. It's, yeah. It just doesn't, English just has that word. And John Paul would point out that Italian is the best for, uh, language for this. Because in Italian, they wouldn't say ti amo, I love you. Uh -huh. in, in that setting, mm -hmm. they would say ti voglio bene. Ti voglio bene. I want your good. Ah, mm. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, good now, line. Now, let me ask you. Oh, darn English. <laughs> what good do you want for this right. co-worker of yours, for this client of yours, for the customer of yours? Well, what's the greatest good you can want for them? You want them to go to heaven. Yeah. Eternal to, happiness. To love and be loved eternally. And you know, it doesn't yeah. matter whether they're Catholic or, or atheist yeah. or, or anything. Yeah. It's what I want for you is yes. eternal happiness with God. Yes. Therefore, Tie that into the goods we produce are truly good. If those goods would somehow lead you astray from your path to heaven, then they're not truly good. Yeah. If those services I provide don't truly serve your purpose of, of what your ultimate destination is that yeah. I wish upon you, then they wouldn't be truly good or they wouldn't truly serve. And so I think the, the idea is not just the why, what, what motivates me to get up in the morning to do this, but is the, the idea of saying, what's the ultimate goal here? Mm -hmm. And that, uh, I think what I can add, and Simon Sianek, is, I, again, I admire it again. He's, a, he's a really good, uh, beautiful books and everything. I use some of this in my mm -hmm. classroom, but I go deeper with the anthropology of the human clearly. person. Right? Clearly. And, and it just expands it yeah. uh, on both sides yeah. and where we're coming from and where we're going. And I think um, um, it resonated with me in my life, it's what I needed to get out of the slump at work that I was in, mm -hmm. of getting sort of burnt out. And so then I turn around and I share it with others and I hope yeah. it helps them too. I want to, oh, that's a great answer. I want to ask you a hot topic in, in um, labor th that's generationally based because so much has been said about this. It's like, so the, the greatest generation you know, Gen Xers, baby boomers, mm -hmm. millennials, now Gen Z, kind of our teens. 
you're in academia, you're seeing generations come through your classroom. And of course, the stereotypical criticisms of the labor force is you have Gen Xers were just kind of like, make do with what you got, do your best, figure it out. Now, Gen Xers are becoming CEOs. We're in our 40s. This is like things are changing. Millennials get this like totally bad rap. Just you're the babies on board. Everybody got a star like we were talking about at lunch. They're entitled. And now they're in the workplace. And we're saying things like, do you long for the good of your co-laborer? And then Gen Zers, in many ways, have this stereotypical reputation of sort of rebelling against their millennial brothers and sisters and be like, you know what? I am going to roll up my sleeves. I am going to go to work in a way that you're still living in mom's basement and I'm going to do something different. Do you see your message of this why and deeper seated anthropology affecting the different generations differently? Or do you feel like it lands in people's hearts fairly universally? No, I do not see it land differently. I'm also a great defender of any generation that I'm teaching. Yes. It's, you know how John Paul was with, in love with, with young people? and Yeah, and you, generations really, of young people. Yeah, and yeah. I can really relate to that. It's, they asked John Paul once, how, how does he do this to, to, to love people that way and to give people that feeling that they, that they, they matter in front of him? Mm-hmm. And what he said is whenever you meet somebody, the, the one prayer that, the, that God is never refusing you is the prayer for the Holy Spirit. Mm. And he says, before I meet somebody... I pray, Lord, give me your eyes, send me the Holy Spirit, and have my eyes see this person the way you see them. Oof. Oof. And I think that's something when we teach, that's what we have to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm to a large extent, a very, um, the, the right word is not tolerant, but a positive teacher. That mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more a coach than a critic. Mm-hmm. I'm actually seeing the beauty in you, and which I think is, of course, God created you. If, you, mm-hmm. if God didn't want you, you wouldn't be in, in front of me or right. I in, in front of that's you. That's right. And, and so I, I just appreciate the beauty for, for who they are. And I must say, I, I've been teaching for 10 years now, and I continually, continuously fall in love with these students and just love mm. the potential. And you can see the thirst for that, for that ultimate meeting, yeah. meaning that yeah. they have, thirst for God. Good. And I, I'm so thankful to be at a university where I can actually speak about God oh, yeah. and, and uh, these things huge in, in, in my classroom. Yeah. Because it makes a world of a difference. Yeah. Now, nobody has to take what I'm saying, right? But it's the freedom of actually presenting the whole range of, of of ideas and the possibility of God, and it's humbling to see how how students react to this. It doesn't yeah. matter what generation. Yeah. It is. that's really well said. Give us a give us a JP two story. <laughs> I know some of them are really long, but give, yeah. give us give us one that makes you smile. So my buddy Bernard is standing in, in Castel Gandolfo. I was just there last last month, and it's like scorching hot. I just remembered that story, and and it's like the one place, and you know the guards, they're sticklers. Like you have to stand at that spot exactly. Yeah. And the sun, of course, hits that spot, and you see, and Bernard stands there this Sunday, and, and the Pope keeps walking back and forth, uh, like to to meet people and go to audience things and so. And so he looks over and Bernard is like in, he's like cooking. <laughs> he's probably smoking. <laughs> and, and the Pope looks over and, and, uh, and Bernard just goes like, hmm. And the Pope rolling his eyes. And two yeah. minutes later, somebody comes over with a cold pitcher of water and says, he thinks you'd enjoy that. Oh my goodness! And, get, and he gets a he gets a cup of water or a, a chunk of water. It's just like these these little things yep. that you think he doesn't notice, he notices. Yep. 
he made us feel so, in, you know, I'm 20 years old. This man had more confidence in me than I had in myself. That's an incredible that statement. Yeah. And, you know, my, our parents get invited to meet the Pope and, and then sort of in a formal way, the Pope says, thank you for sending your son. Of course, it was my idea, not my parents. But, yeah. But nonetheless, I walk up with my parents to, to see John Paul and, and he greets. And as I come walking up, imagine this, this is like the pe- my parents never met the Pope before. <laughs> and, and so they're walking up to my boss. And as I come and he's like, oh, the parents of Andreas, you know, he's my tallest guy. <laughs> he's my tallest guard. <laughs> and you should have seen. And then he starts to talk about my good qualities, my talents. Yeah. And saying, oh you know, goodness. I'm so happy to work with him. And I'm so happy. Thank you for having him here. And I could have melted. What, what it is, is that the person that you report to, and, and this is, take the Pope away from us for a second. If you, if you listen to this and you're the manager of somebody, or you're yeah. the boss of somebody, can you, when you meet their spouse or their kids or their parents, say, here are some really good things about this person. Yeah. Why I'm so glad to work with you. Yes. And these are authentic things, right? Yes. That's what he did. And he, he allowed me to build on my strengths to become the person I was meant to be. And that's this is just, just great leadership. Yeah, exactly. I mean, aside from the fact that the guy's a saint, that's <laughs> yeah. great leadership. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, ah, he, I the other thing that. he always said is that if you want to get into heaven, you got to be a saint. And so the, our one goal here on earth is to, uh, is to become saints. And by the way, you, you only have to be a saint by the end of your life, not in the beginning. <laughs> not in the beginning. Let the journey good, begin. Yeah, good, that's good. good. Good chance for all of us. That's and good. I think he, he showed very well how to, how to do that throughout I, all of his struggles in life. I couldn't agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. Tell me where I can find your books. So you can find the books, of course, on, on Amazon, uh, The Art of Principled Entrepreneurship and the Gospel, and, and then uh, the, the Pope and the CEO. But if I may, about this whole idea of work, uh, we just, our center at the Catholic University uh, of America has just published a, a new eight-part video series. Oh, that excellent. It's free, and you can take this. It's, it's meant either for personal study or for groups, mm-hmm. and it's called The Gospel of Work. The gospel of yeah. work. And it's basically oh. what I learned from JP2 uh, about work and so on. It's, it's simply on, on siokacenter.com. But Wonderful. if you just Google the gospel of work and Widmer, yeah. um, you would easily find it. And it, I hope it helps people. I sort of try to put into eight, eight courses, eight videos, put in the, the, the wisdom of what, I, what I've learned. Great. And I hope it adds as much value to you as it has to me. I am fairly certain that it will. I am so thankful that our paths crossed. You are a true orator and uh, you're a gift to this OSV Talks process. And uh, I'm so thankful for you, Andrew. So thanks for jumping on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks for giving me the chance. You bet. Blessings. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. OSV brings you these talks from prominent Catholic leaders to get the church talking. You can enjoy all OSV Talks at osvtalks.com. Please rate and review our show wherever you like to listen. Until next time, God bless.